Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, if you're a big superhero fan, Snyderverse Justice League came out on HBO Max. Do you have HBO Max, Monica? No, I have the option of buying into it because I do have cable. I'm like the one of one of 10 people in Seattle who still pay for cable. Mm-hmm. This movie came out, I think, in 2017. Everybody got all riled up because Zack Snyder, the director, didn't get to finish his complete work. So HBO Max put out his cut of the Justice League, for those that don't know. And it is four hours long, Monica. <laughs> this is Here's the question I was going for. <laughs> Would you sit through a four-hour movie the entire length, nonstop? Would you do that? Not anymore. And just so you know, like I got suckered into starting to watch this. So I know exactly what you're talking about, the Schneider. Okay. And I actually started watching it. And I'm just like, I started swearing going, hold on. I I didn't know anything about it. So I'm just like, wait, I thought this was a new movie. And I'm just like, this looks like the same movie with a bunch of boring stuff and extra music that I hadn't (laughs) heard before. So I made it through two hours of it, but like, that's it. I I'm, okay. I didn't make it through the whole thing. Okay. The reason I ask is we sit through sports events that are four hours long. Football games are four hours long. Basketball game as well. We sit through musicals, but they have an intermission in between about 10 minute intermission, right? <laughs> but we sit through four hours of content. How come it's so different that for movies that we can't sit through for four hours? I had to break this down for like 30 minute increments. <laughs> Watch 30 minutes of it, go to the bathroom, watch another 30 minutes, go get a snack, 30 minutes, maybe check my Instagram, check back 15 minutes later. I mean, it, it was it was tough to get through the entire thing. Well, I haven't made it through the whole thing. And just so you know, I won't sit through any four hours worth of content. So I won't sit start to beginning for any sports. You know, like It's not like I don't go to baseball games when, when we can. I do. I just wander around and do other things. So I think I only mm-hmm. watch about two innings of baseball when I go in person. <laughs> and for football, I mean, but also like Nelson, I, I used to work at all those places too. So right. it's, it's different for me where like, I'm not totally into it the whole time. I'm distracted by other things. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So concerts, music, like I've spent half my life like working at places like that so I don't pay attention the same way as someone who paid for tickets because I heard they were have to do that (laughs) so no four hours of any spectator thing for me if you catch me watching something for four hours well let me know what it is I'm sure I'd be interested to know as well I was gonna say something that I probably shouldn't so I didn't Well, for me, I couldn't sit through the whole four-hour movie, even though I was really excited for it to come out. Mm. I would rather sit through a concert. Mm. Give me a Bruno Mars four-hour concert I can sit through. I'll even sit through a John Mayer concert, Monica. <laughs> why, why are you always like, why, why is vibing on John Mayer all the time? I don't know. One time my friend told me, hey, let's go see John Mayer. And I'm like, not really into his music, but I'll go see a concert. So I'll go see John Mayer. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like concerts that are over like an hour and a half. An hour and a half is excessive for me. I'll just leave. I'm just like, and this whole encore thing, like, I don't need it. Just make it one show. Just don't pretend like there's going to be an encore. Just, you know, yeah, it's part of the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They always put the encore because it's like, play the hits, play the hits. Right. I waited an hour and a half to hear that one <laughs> song. All the rest is not free bird. <laughs> I want to hear YMCA. Why are you not playing YMCA? <laughs> I'm playing it. 
<laughs> Welcome to the show, everyone. This is episode 132 of the Seattle Footy Podcast. She's Monica. I'm Nelson. Hey, Monica, it's the first day of spring. <laughs> Did you enjoy the first day of spring at the Fremont Sunday Market today? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, rain or shine, I'm down. I mean, this is Seattle, man. So it's <laughs> April showers bring May flowers. Uh-huh. What's March? I don't know. March, you're in the larch? March, March, you're in the larch. I don't know. Larch isn't even a word. I don't know. What's what's the March March rhyme here? I don't know. I just want spring to be here. I'm so tired of winter. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, we got a great show today. Lots of what are we eating? And then we have, this is interesting. Normally, we interview an Instagram guest on our show, but this one is for TikTok. And that's a little teaser for you for later down the road. Hmm. Did you finally get TikTok? I have TikTok. You yeah, watch. you guys, you guys aren't gonna follow me because it's all it's all a bunch of golf swings I'm looking at. <laughs> My algorithm is in, initially all thrown off. It's just a bunch of Asian people swinging golf clubs. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hard pass. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what are we eating? This week, start off with the sneak peek of Famous Kitchen Barbecue out in Issaquah. Hey, Monica, the East Side finally has a legitimate Chinese barbecue restaurant. I'm so happy because I don't have to make the 25 to 30 minute drive out to Chinatown ID. Instead, I'm just less than five minutes away for roast duck, roast pork, cha siu, as well as salted fish, chicken fried rice. There's also chow fun, wonton noodles, and congee. It's not just Chinese barbecue, Monica. Mm-hmm. You can get the whole gamut, full menu. I'm excited. I went two straight days to Famous Kitchen Barbecue. I know. I saw that. Yeah, no, it's pretty exciting news. And I'm not going to out one of our friends, but one of our friends messaged me because they were there this weekend. And the person said, yeah, I'm here. And like somebody's really excited because they're saying that they heard about it on your show. And I'm all, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, wait, I don't think we talked about it yet. <laughs> So anyway, we're getting I know to exactly who the person you're talking right. about. Right. <laughs> and, and they're probably referring to me, mm-hmm. but now I'm just part of the Seattle Foodie Podcast. I'm Apparently. just not my own self. I know and... you're not yourself. <laughs> you're you're our brand identity. This is what happened to NSYNC, Monica. Well, I got to be like Justin Timberlake and go solo. It's going to have to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody knows me. I'm just the brand now. (laughs) I know. And I was thinking about that. I'm just like, yeah, well, Nelson was there. So maybe they're talking about Nelson. But I'm just like, okay, cool. Yeah. (laughs) The Facebook post doesn't say Seattle Foodie Podcast. It says Nelson posted on on the Facebook post. Ah, I don't know. But still, I don't have, have no idea. Moving along. After golf on Tuesday, I introduced my friends to Formula Brewing. Got some beers, pizza, and wings there. I'm not going to talk much about it, but Monica, I tried the raspberry vanilla nut brown dessert beer. I think you would like that. And then also there's a Mexican lager that I also think you would end up wanting to come to Issaquah just for these two. Oh, wow. I Yeah, I, I'm totally down with coming to Issaquah. <laughs> <laughs> You know how I'm always just stopping by your place. Dessert beer, though, Monica. You gotta say yes to dessert beer. It sounds delicious. The guy even warned me. I was like, do you know it's sweet? I was like, do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm I'm Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> what are you talking about? The sweeter, the better. <laughs> 200% sugar on my boba, please. <laughs> oh, there's somebody who does that. <laughs> I know. I can't put my finger on it, but Me I know either. there's somebody. Somebody, yeah. Yeah, somebody. Speaking of beers, 
Pabst Blue Ribbon sent me some hard tea seltzers to try out. They're black tea seltzers, Monica, and I really like their flavors. Pineapple, passion fruit, raspberry, peach, and lemon. They are perfect for my golf bag. I'm taking them with me. Going to drink them after the whole nine. It's perfect. I'm not a big seltzer fan. You know me. Yeah. I always talk down on White Claw because I don't I don't get it. Just drink Pellegrino or Topo Chico. Just, <laughs> just bring them there. But these are actually really delicious because I think they're teas and they're more like sweeter teas mm-hmm. on the sweet side. And I'm really impressed by them. Yeah. Teas are the latest thing. There's a couple of companies that have hard tea seltzers out. So cool. Mm-hmm. As long as they don't taste like Mike's Hard Lemonade, I'm okay with it. Okay. Don't like, that's hurtful. I used to like Mike's like, now you're just being hurtful. (laughs) What's the game where you get iced? Is it Smirnoff ice or Zima? Do people still do Zima? We still, Um, we've talked about this before. Is it Smirnoff ice? I love Zima. (laughs) Again, like it's very, I feel very attacked right now. (laughs) (laughs) Me just talking down on all of these alcoholic brands. I'm losing out on all my alcoholic samples now just talking about just this is last 30 seconds (laughs) no more for you nelson thursday i was out in rainier beach at dre's lake route i've recommended them before but i really like their breaded wings monica and they now have amazing pork chops i didn't know they had pork chops you can get it as a sandwich or as an all-day breakfast menu we also got a philly cheesesteak with onion rings and catfish and grits just to let you know pro tip you'll want to call in your order as it takes a while to fry your foods if you're not familiar monica frying foods takes a Takes a bit of time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. it does. So saves the time and call it in. After that, I went out to Niho Sushi because Chef Donna Huang, who we've had on our show before, she made a huge batch of chili oils and she gave me several to sample. So she gave me soybean chili oil, Szechuan peppercorn chili oil, and extra hot for me to try. I don't know what's in the extra hot, Monica, but it's very, (laughs) very, 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 very spicy. (laughs) Just be careful. (laughs) they're very delicious i'm good for the next few years with all the chili oils i've gotten with kari kari i've got mama star and then now i have chef donna wong's chili oils so Mm. i'm plenty good gonna be making a lot of gyozas and wontons i guess (laughs) noodles i don't know (laughs) it's a lot (laughs) just put it on everything it'll go quick okay hey by the way monica later in the week i was out in your neighborhood later in the week i needed bubble tea so there's not many options of no. bubble tea around your area, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Okay. There's no hot tip, Nelson. There's a, lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of places that serve something that they call bubble tea, but I refuse mm-hmm. to drink. So, yeah, I mean, just what I try to do is I, I try to get more sort of mainstream drink creations that, that like, wouldn't upset me. So, like, I won't order, like, a straight, like, black milk tea because I know I'm going to be mm-hmm. angry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's not a lot of places nearby. So we've been here before, Rain Cafe. Actually, when we were planning out our show many, many <laughs> years ago, we were at Rain Cafe <laughs> sitting there. Remember that? We had Spam Fries. Those were actually yeah. pretty good. I, I just remember yeah. your face during that meeting. You're looking at me like like I was crazy. <laughs> I had my book. I had my laptop. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Anyway, I got a roasted fruit tea from there. Very interesting flavors with the roasted tea leaves. I do highly recommend it if you want to try it. If you if you're into fruit teas, it's it's a little bit has a very sharper taste to it. Mm-hmm. That's how I, w- I would describe it. But very interesting than the sweet ones that you normally get. Mm-hmm. A couple doors down was Kiki Bakery, and I picked up some more hot dog pastries and a bear tiramisu. Monica, they had the regular tiramisu, and then they had a bear tiramisu for just a couple bucks more, maybe like a dollar. Mm-hmm. So why just get a tiramisu when you can get one that looks like a bear? Mm-hmm. Am I right, Monica? Because I don't like bears. <laughs> 
I keep forgetting you have a fear of bears. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. For, you I and teddy everybody, bears. Everybody thinks it's so ridiculous. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> it is ridiculous. <laughs> I know. Michael always gives me crap about it. Because, you know, like, there's all, like, these places around town that have, like, all these teddy bear themes and, like, bottles and, like, like tiramisu. So lots of people do bears. And so, yeah, Michael teases me about it a lot. Teddy Ruxpin is not Chucky. <laughs> they're different they're way different animals way different people <laughs> yeah i, I think know. you're safe with teddy ruxpin I don't teddy know. ruxpin i don't know yeah. it's, still, it's still creepy when a bear talks nelson <laughs> i mean, mean like come on. Te- like the movie ted right oh that's the worst i hate that movie <laughs> <laughs> seth's voice is just terrible with that bear oh my god stop <laughs> so rude <laughs> Okay, finally, I was out in Montlake Terrace. I just love the strip mall there because they've got Alberto, Snohomish Pie Company, and Double D Meats. The perfect size, Monica. Anyway, I grabbed an Al Pastor burrito, Marion Berry and P&W Berry pie slices, and pepperoni sticks and Lawn Jaeger. Why is it every time I go to a butcher, I grab pepperoni sticks? I, don't know. <laughs> just, I just love coming here. And there's also a Diamond Knot Brewery at the end and the Chinese restaurant in the same area. Mm-hmm. They need more strip malls just for food. Hmm. Don't need don't need any gaps. I don't need any <laughs> gaps. I don't need any office depots or home depots. Hmm. Just put a strip mall all full of food. You can do that. I need a nail salon though, just to relax, like in between all the food, because like you can't just no. go to like eight no. places of food. Like that's not normal. You can do your nails at home. Why do you need a nail salon? Do my nails at home. Uh, hello, yeah. have you met me? I haven't done my <laughs> nails at home since I was twelve. <laughs> My my nails are done in a salon, sir. (laughs) I've been cutting my nails at home since I was five. I've been cutting my hair at home since I was 25. So (laughs) it doesn't really matter to me. Well, well, otherwise people think that I'm cutting your hair. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not get into that. (laughs) So funny. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. Every time I'm near your area, I like really going to that Montlake Terrace area. Mm-hmm. I can grab a burrito, pie, and lawn Jaeger. Yeah, because it's they all go well. It's not even that close, though. And they, all, and they all sit well in my stomach. Right. All of them together. They all mix together. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, it really isn't that close. No. I thought I was like, oh, it's so close. I'll go it's to Molly not. Terrace. It was like 35 minutes stuck in traffic to right. get there. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, wait, you like, went to Molly Terrace? <laughs> I think I confused North Seattle with Linwood. I think, I think so. That's what happened. I think so. Mont Lake Terrace is not next door to me. Shoreline is next door to me. Edmonds is next door. Anyway, I was craving a burrito. Had to have it. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, what's he doing out here? <laughs> Too funny. All right, Monica. So what did you end up eating this week? Oh, last Sunday was Kayla's birthday. My not sister-in-law, my brother's girlfriend. So we ended up at U Village for outdoor gathering. Not going to go over a lot of places we eat. <laughs> ate at i did stop by pasta and co to pick up fresh rigatoni and creamy tomato sauce so what i love nelson this is a deal i know you're always looking for a deal i love deals i know the rigatoni fresh in the case 7.95 a pound and one pound easily fed my family they say it's about a quarter pound per person so i can make pasta because it's really simple ingredients i just don't like to if i don't have space in my house for an air fryer i don't have space to roll out pasta so it's really nice to have a quick ready to go meal so i loved it it was Mm -hmm. easy to make we'll do it again absolutely so the moral of the story is monica doesn't like making pasta she doesn't like making ramen i don't think she likes making bread so just no carbs at all (laughs) should be made in monica's house right (laughs) 
Right. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It takes up a lot of space. I mean, come on. You see those old movies where people got like noodles hanging all over the place? Like, we can't have space to be hanging noodles all over my house. No. <laughs> be drying ham hocks. That's what right. we should be doing. Be drying ham hocks or persimmon yeah. season. Well, persimmon season's over. But right. okay. So aside from that, you know, I ate a bunch of places this week. It's a repeat. So I decided it's been kind of a rough week in general. So I just haven't posted a lot of food. But I did post about uh, Isarn and they have a new location in Ravenna. And my son and I stopped by for lunch. I had never had their Chiang Mai curry noodles before. And I think you have, Nelson, and you're right. It's fantastic. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, you know, easily one of my top three in town now. And the chicken's like so tender and the noodles are perfectly cooked. So like they have a really nice wave and a nice bite to them when you pull them out of the soup. And then you got that crispy nest and they're not afraid to spice it up. It was almost a little too spicy for me. So I love that. So if people aren't familiar with the Chiang Mai curry noodles, it's also AKA cow soy. Mm-hmm. You can find it on there. I think you, me, maybe Emerald City Eater, always in search of like the best mm-hmm. cow soy right. in Seattle. <laughs> It's a tough list though, but it's yeah, a very easily, tough list. Easily yeah. made my top three, like not yeah. even a question. Isarn is great. Soy is great. Yep. There's one more I can't remember off the top of my head, but I mean, those are the top three that are that are usually very exceptional that mm-hmm. you'll always order. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Uh, so Cole had lamb satay skewers and gave it his seal of approval. And he had actually never really sat down and eaten lamb before. He's tried it before and not liked it. But he actually sat down and ate the whole thing. So really good. And we both shared uh, Isarin's set with sticky rice, the hot yai chicken, and the papaya salad. So those mm-hmm. three things, $13.95. That's a really good deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's more food than I could eat in, in one sitting. So I think it's really good. Um, and yeah. we were really full, but then they brought out mango sticky rice and coconut ice cream. So uh, we had it. So it's it's a really beautiful space. They have a really nice waiting area outside, a little bit inside. Uh, they have dining room and a really spacious hallway where there's counter seating. And they also have a bar and outdoor seating too. So it's really great to have them in Seattle because, you know, I had never been to the Kirkland location. Two grunts or three grunts for Cole? That's a Cole? Staple of oh, man. There was like two grunts. <laughs> like he, he used words. He used words too. <laughs> he said it was really good. And he oh. ate five skewers. <laughs> he, at the, on, on the fifth skewer, he held it out to me. He said, did you want to try some of this? And I'm like, are you serious, man? Because, you know, I'm busy shooting, right? And yeah. so when you're busy shooting, you kind of just don't pay attention to what's going on. Like I shot his first so he could eat. And I'm just like, are you serious, man? <laughs> so I, I tasted it, but cold seal of approval, you know, pick Great. a team. So love it. I know. Me too. Let's see. March national frozen food month and the good people at Beecher's cheese sent me some of their sides. Most people know about their regular Mac and cheese, which is the best Mac and cheese in the world that you can buy out of the freezer case, but they have some new ones. And I tried the cauliflower Mac a la vodka sauce. So it's like vodka sauce with no actually vodka in it. It was really good. Total approval for my family. Really nice texture. Even even on the cauliflower, which is hard sometimes when you're cooking in sauce. And then I have also broccoli mac and cheese and the street corn. I'm super excited about. I'm saving the street corn for like a taco bar thing. So I'm going to try that this week, I hope. And and so if you're looking for these, you can find these at any of the Beecher's locations, grocery stores and Pasta & Co. So over at U Village, I actually saw they had the full selection of uh, Beecher's sides there and also some of the cheeses, which I love. Have you ever had pasta and vodka sauce where they put so much vodka that yep. you can taste the vodka yep. in the sauce? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. 
Yeah. I think it's one of those sauces that people like intentionally don't burn off all the way. And I don't know why. It's just something about like that vodka sauce and pasta. You know, I could never really figure it out. But yeah, you can usually taste it. I've never gotten the vodka sauce before. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I have, but I can't remember because yeah. I can You're never drunk. taste the vodka because it's always <laughs> no, definitely not drunk. It's, it probably evaporated away or mm-hmm. I just decided to choose the meat sauce. Oh, <laughs> instead. yeah. Yeah. Just got to have the meat <laughs> instead. Right. But uh, I've never had vodka sauce where I can taste vodka. Oh. That would seem weird. Mm-hmm. You yeah. taste it. I was like, is that absolute vodka in there? Absolutely. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure people use, I don't know. I'm, I'm just threw out the only vodka that I know. What, what else is there? <laughs> I forgot what other vodkas are. Grey Goose, but but that's too expensive to use for, for to cook with vodka sauce, is it? I don't know. I don't that's think alcohol is ever too expensive. We'll just call it Kirkland Signature Vodka. That's <laughs> Where you get a gallon size. <laughs> that's right. Remember everybody got so excited about Kirkland Signature Vodka because it was yeah. distilled in the same facility as where Grey Goose is distilled. Right. So pe- people thought of that as like the equal of gray goose even though it costs like a quarter of it for a larger bottle i don't anyway Uh, those are the days yeah (laughs) Um, aside from that let's see i was at uh b sinclair i was picking something up and i stopped at larson's bakery still you know a lot of people i know i don't see a lot of people ever posted about larson's but they've been there for over 40 years serving Mm -hmm. the neighborhood and i think i mentioned how reasonable the prices are and my family and i got a whole box for like 23 dollars. and you know it's got brioche and croissants cookies donuts like so much stuff right and and so i don't like going there very often because that always happens to me because i'm always like a dollar for a cheese croissant no way (laughs) you know i mean because i eat a lot of pastry so a box like that would have run me usually like 30 to 40 dollars in place else i mean that's how much my pastry bill is at one place but 23 dollars i felt really good about that and so uh, it was a lot of fun across the street over at salas and so salas a convenience store that i used to go to a lot when i used to live three blocks away from there is a place where food trucks are most days of the week and so trey's house of cheesesteaks one of our favorites is there tuesday through friday i found out finally confirmed the schedule but dreamy drinks is there saturday and sunday and so i stopped by to get strawberry matcha latte and i get jellies i tend to go jellies with that instead of boba but really nice mm-hmm. refreshing change of pace because i haven't seen them in actually a long time yeah it's good to see them i haven't seen i haven't seen dreamy drinks in a long time i did click on the 35 dollars because ah. i thought that's how much the pastries did yeah. cost and I thought $35 was still a pretty reasonable price yeah, for all me that. me too. Me too. And so I think, you know, I was wondering, I think it impacted people by me putting where it was from. And so next time I would probably not put the location because, I mean, I really do think it's a good deal. And, you know, Larson's uses shepherd's grain flour and mm-hmm. they make really great stuff. I mean, anywhere from like, challah, you know, challah bread to like pies and cakes and just all kinds of stuff. I mean, full service bakery. I love it. Wonderful. Okay, Nelson, you have a really exciting interview with the famous TikToker. <laughs> That's right. Very famous, very famous. I'm, I'm, I was really excited to interview her. Our interview this week is with Tina Thatch of TikTok fame. You've seen her videos all over TikTok promoting not just Seattle restaurants and businesses, but BIPOC businesses. Here's our interview with Tina Thatch. All right, Seattle, we've got an awesome guest on today. We have Ms. Hey Washington Foodies herself, TikTok star Tina Thatch. How are you doing today? I'm good, Nelson. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. 
I am so excited to have you on. The first TikTok video I saw was the Mangosteen Boba Bar one that you did. And I'm like, this is really cool. I'm still a little bit new to TikTok, so <laughs> we can talk about that first. But anyway, I have to ask you this question before we start. What's harder to do? Edit the TikTok videos for the food businesses or the dance choreography that you have to learn? Because I love watching dance choreography videos <laughs> all the time. Yeah, I think it takes me four hours to edit these videos for 58 yeah. seconds. So I would say the editing, because I have to write the script, I do my research, break it all down. But the choreography on TikTok, I forced my boyfriend, Simon, to teach me because he used to be in a hip hop dance crew. So uh -huh. easily he could pick it up. And I'm like the second round. So I would like force him to learn it and then teach me and then I would do it. But he gets like, oh my gosh, babe, come on. I'm like, babe, you're not making it fun anymore. Like, you need to <laughs> like, stop. Like, you have to motivate me. He's like, I don't even want to do this anymore. But that part, that's the fun part of it. But definitely the TikTok food videos take me way longer. I always have to watch the moonwalk videos and they even do the tutorials and I still can't do the moonwalk or any of those like shuffle dance steps and I can't I can't do any of them. It's just, just so hard. I watch them I watch them all the time. I'm just, like, so addicted to them. <laughs> Going back to your account, you're awesome. One of the videos I saw had over like 470,000 views, which is amazing. Tell me, how did this all get started that you just wanted to make videos for to support food businesses around the greater Seattle area? Because you not just do Seattle, you do like Tacoma and everywhere and around other cities. So tell me how that all started. Yeah, I feel like during a time where the pandemic just started, I can't even believe it's been a year. It was like, I think last week was the one year of me working from home. So it's been a year of all this really, but it all started because during the pandemic, my father had passed away in April and it was a very dark time. And it was the beginning of the pandemic where I felt very lonely. I was at home, working from home, trying to find things to distract myself, but not be able to see my friends. Because during that time, people were really strict about, you know, seeing friends and family. So feeling very alone. Alone. And I feel like at that time, yeah. too, there was a lot of protests, racism happening all over the world. And social media was also a dark place. So all around me, I was like, I need something to uplift me. I joined TikTok and there was amazing content that is just for for you page where I felt very like dancing, funny, things that really made me happy. And when I was watching, I was like, oh my gosh, like maybe I should become a TikTok star to laughing, just joking with Simon. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I've been in the social media world for a long time. That's what I do career-wise. I've always understood the algorithm of Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, but I never really understood TikTok. So I kind of wanted to do my own personal research by being on it. I was watching people do dancing. They were doing funny skits. And I was like, okay, then I'll do that. The voiceovers, the dancing. And I was trying to see like how people go viral. I was like, I don't really get it. I just started dancing mm -hmm. and singing. And I was like, like, man, I worked so hard on this, but like no one see it's like three views. I was like, what the heck? But it wasn't until Hi <laughs> from Mangosteen, I reached out to him. I was like, I've loved food for a long time. Food brings me so much comfort. So I had reached out to Mangosteen because I've always wanted to try their food. And I was like, hey, I'm going to come by. I want to try the yeah. wings. It looked great on Instagram. He was like, oh, like, yeah, come by. And if you make a TikTok, I will give you free boba. And I was like, absolutely. I want free boba. Mm -hmm. I was Simon like, let's go get free boba. <laughs> I went to Mangosteen and he took out like the fried chicken and boba and I just recorded it and I was seeing people do voiceovers about traveling or things like that so I was like I'm just gonna do a voiceover so I went home after that recorded the mm -hmm. video and I was trying to put in things that I want to see like I want to know the price of these dishes and I want to tell the story behind it but in the beginning I was like I'm just going to talk about the food dishes and not the like the story so once I had posted that I think yeah. 10 minutes later it went viral and I was like what the heck like what what is going on with this algorithm like I was like maybe this is what I'm meant to do <laughs> but it wasn't really until mm -hmm. Ty had texted me and he's like a lot of people have came from your TikTok and like ordered the same dishes that 
you put in the video. Work has been really tough lately with the pandemic. Thank you so much for helping. And I was like, oh my gosh, is this my purpose uh-huh. in life? Like, is this how I can help people? I felt like it brought me That's joy. Awesome. I was like, yeah. this, is, this is really working. So then after that, I was like, I'm gonna keep doing this. I just started recording the things mm-hmm. that I ate. And then eventually it grew one by one. I was more interested in the people behind the food more than the food itself, because I think it's so special to kind of understand the background of the things you eat and the things you taste. So it kind of grew more and more. And then I built a portfolio for myself. And now it's, it has gone into mm-hmm. a full on journalism reporting style of my work mm-hmm. yeah it grew and what i love about it is that you actually talk about the stories of the owners they've overcame and their adversities of and also just creating a, a restaurant and most of these restaurants are family-owned minority-owned businesses they're bipoc businesses i don't know if my, our audience is familiar with the term bipoc but could you explain it to us because you that's that's most of the the content that you you do for your videos and could you explain a little bit about why why you decided to choose that you wanted to focus more on minority owners? Yeah, so BIPOC stands for Black Indigenous People of Color. Mm-hmm. It has a category, you know, of those that usually the minorities that aren't really shined and have their food isn't highlighted. And I think that it's the community that I came from. I'm Asian American, mm-hmm. but my parents are immigrants. My mom's Vietnamese. My dad's from Cambodia. I grew up in the south end of Tacoma, very, very middle class, lower class. And it was very diverse to me. And I think that right now at a time like this, I want to support the people who look like me, the people who need me, people who don't have big corporation money. And honestly, it's the food that I enjoy most. It's the stories that I feel very connected to. And there's a commonality between, you know, me as the person telling their story and the people that I'm interviewing. I think that right now it's tough. Like Mm -hmm. most of these owners, these immigrant owners or owners of color, they don't understand social media. They don't understand marketing and they don't know how to market their food during a time that they need the help to promote their dishes and promote their business they totally just have this amazing restaurant amazing food but they do not know how to you know share that to the world digitally that's a great point that you make one of the silver linings that i've mentioned in our podcast is that especially in like the international district in chinatown there are staples of restaurants that have been there for like 20 50 years etc and then they finally started making instagram accounts or social media accounts because people weren't coming to the restaurants and they so they weren't able to get the word of mouth they were having either cousins or their daughters and sons creating the accounts and doing that one of the things i like doing is promoting family-owned restaurants because a lot of people don't know about that everybody can Mm -hmm. always go to big brick and mortar type restaurants but Mm -hmm. they don't know about the local ones that are serving mediterranean food or West African food. I think that's that's really great. You told us it takes about four hours to edit your one TikTok video. Could you yeah. like just so briefly tell us like what shots are you looking for? What's your process? How does that how does that all go through? Yeah. So when I figure out what restaurant I want to review, I like have my own personal vetting that I do. I think that people always ask me like, how do you choose a restaurant? Things like that. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's all of it. It's like the story, the food I have to enjoy, a location I want to go to. Um, I always try to record the owners and ask for permission to be able to shine light on them. So we'll have a clip of that. And then I love doing the behind the scenes of them cooking the dishes and then doing a shot of the food. But I also like to record the environment and what's around it, 
sign outside. So pretty much I'm your foodie friend giving you a tour in 58 seconds. I'm going to tell you everything about it and what you need to order and who the people are. So who, what, when, where, why. That's my shots. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to put want to put in. When I'm there, I interviewed, the, I interviewed the owners. So I sit down with them and I ask interview questions, ask for their permission, and I take a ton of notes in my iPhone. So once I have that notes, I go home. I write a script based on all my notes. And then I use Splice, the app, to record all my mm-hmm. voiceovers no microphone i'm literally using my iphone saying hey washington foodies i'm like oh it doesn't sound good delete hey washington would laugh he's like babe it sounds fine i'm like no it has to be perfect i'm such a perfectionist so my voice like cracks a little bit i'm like no i have to drink water i have to do it again yeah mainly it's the voiceovers that take me forever because i have to feel like i'm sounding i'm pronouncing the words correctly i want to try my best to pronounce things correctly i want to speak slowly so people can understand me but i also want to storytell and make sure things make sense and then put that all in and be able to hit all these different points in 58 seconds Mm. once i cut the video i mute everything i do the voiceovers i then take it off a splice put it on tiktok then i do all the titles all like the copywriting on that and paste put all the words and descriptions on the video and then picking the song honestly takes a long time too because a lot of the songs sometimes are only 30 seconds i need to find a song that's one minute background Mm. music but it has to flow well with the video and then when that's in then everything is good I draft it make sure I have a good caption and then picking the hashtags that are going to work well so that's like pretty much it the song's the best part the whole part that's the (laughs) best part is like trying to figure out what song with you have to go with yeah Tell me, are there any restaurants that are on your wish list right now that, that are in the future that you want to work with or you want to help promote? I have a, a note on my personal phone with all this these lists of different restaurants I want to touch. I really want to highlight a vegan restaurant. I've, I try to reach out to Plum Bistro mm-hmm. on Capitol Hill like a million times. Mm-hmm. It's black owned and it's all vegan. Yep. And I want to talk about their amazing mac and cheese, but it's really hard to reach them. That would be really cool to... <laughs> you know, tell their story. I would love to tell the story of Kona Kitchen. I think that's really cool about Karate Kid and like how they yep. the restaurant in Seattle. That's like a few that's on the top of my head. But I feel like some of the restaurants I do, it's either it's a really heartbreaking story where small businesses struggling and I want to help out and they have amazing food. Another is a restaurant mm-hmm. been here for a long time. People love them, but they don't know the story. And then another one is just I want to tell the story, but I also love the food so much. And it's also very cute and trendy. And I think that it would be great. And people you know people love things that are very instagrammable but i love telling the story about that too yeah like a combination of all these different categories Mm -hmm. that i want to shine light on there's so many factors that build into it that you just got to figure out what you want to do i'm only one person and i get all these emails and Mm -hmm. direct messages of all these stories and restaurants to try and it's tough sometimes (laughs) because i don't get paid for this at all and Mm -hmm. i have a nine to five so it's like i do this after work and i like feel like i'm overworked sometimes but i need to tell myself it's okay to take a break but i do want to help as much as i can i just can't help everyone and i need to like be sure to remind myself like just do your best Absolutely. I love it. I love the passion. I love the passion projects that you're doing. It's just just great. Okay. I have two more questions. We always end on these two questions for all of our guests. The first one, where are we eating, Tina? Because you're based out of Tacoma. Give me a couple of restaurants from Tacoma and then give me also a couple of restaurants in Seattle that are some of your favorites that you've liked. Oh my gosh. 
They're all so good. They're all so good. <laughs> the top of my head, I just went to, I'm just saying the things that I remember. So there's melon seed in Tacoma. It's really a delicious, it's black owned. It's a cafe. They have this amazing tuna salad that's spiked with sriracha. It's delicious. Ooh. So my mom, when she immigrated here from Vietnam, she took me to Phobok on Hilltop. And it's a small mm-hmm. Phobok. It's, I don't know. I don't think they're the same owners as the Phobok here. But I remember going there as a kid and there was only three items on the menu. Only three soups. That's literally it. Cash only. <laughs> yeah. And it's so delicious. And I feel like that's a staple for Tacoma, but also for my mom that felt like that was to show her that there was another, there was Vietnamese people in Tacoma. Mm-hmm. And it's just something that I just love growing up with. In Seattle... Uh, there's so I feel like I eat uh, so many places I live really close to Don Lucho's I could walk to Don Lucho's so literally I go there often because it's literally right there and they have amazing drinks the Peruvian food is delicious the Lomo Saltado is so good yes so good like Carlo is so nice he's such a cool (laughs) owner I mean this is not in Seattle but I love the Lao hot pot those owners are so adorable and I just love the conveyor belt and picking my Lao beef broth and like being able to pick whatever I want in my broth like that's my favorite yeah <sighs> there's just so many i can't like think of it but <laughs> has such amazing food. i just love asian food though i think overall asian food is my favorite me too same i love it i look at i look through my instagram i was like man i eat a lot of asian food i was looking through i was like this is a lot but tina thank you so much for coming on final question how can everybody find you on social media so give me all your tiktok instagram or any other social media accounts you have where can we find you you can find me on all socials. It's all the same username. It's at Tina, T-E-E-N-A underscore T-H-A-C-H. And then my website is tinathatch.com for more information. Great. Thank you so, so much for coming on. This has been so much fun. Thanks, Wilson. And that's our interview with Tina Thatch. You can follow her on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and her website. Monica, some of her videos have garnered as much as 500,000 views. That's amazing. And she spends a lot of time editing too. She told me four hours per TikTok video is usually what on average. Lots of love. And I just love her telling stories about the owners. Yeah. I can always show pictures of the food. I just like listening to stories or hearing about stories about the owners, what happened to them. And then I think that's why I really enjoy interviewing business owners when when they have we have them on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely four hours to edit. That's a long time and it's a big commitment, but definitely she has a following for it. And really glad she's elevated the Seattle food scene and focused on some of those stories that you're talking about. Um, and, and TikTok, I think I've told you before, TikTok to me always feels so much bigger than any platform I've been on. And I know it's not, you know, I mean, I, I know it's global, just like any of the others, but it really has a global feel to it. And so the draw of it and like, like you're saying, like the 500,000 views, like where are those views coming from? It's just incredible, mm-hmm. the reach of it. And I just love it. I think the first TikTok she ever made was for Mangosteen. Yeah. And Chef Tai and Boba Bar, <laughs> people came and like, I saw the, I saw Tina's TikTok and that's why they're here. And I think it's, again, another good platform to just promote businesses. And I think it's just awesome. Absolutely. All right, Monica, I think that's pretty good for our show tonight. What's going on this week? I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost April. Oh, my, uh, my brother's birthday is this week. So it's just, it's just birthday after birthday. So I know that uh, we'll be doing something at the end of the week. And look at my calendar right now. Not a whole lot. There's no meeting Nelson this week. No, no meeting me to this week. Meeting Nelson. Is it too early to get pastel starburst jellies and cadbury eggs never no 
Okay. Never. We're, we're already we're already on Fourth of July stuff, Nelson. Where you been? COVID, oh, you, COVID moves faster. COVID moves fast. <laughs> don't, don't don't scare me. July Fourth, people are selling July red, white, and blue people, stuff. People I, I had get Easter ready. stuff like in January. Like seriously, <laughs> like COVID time is like. <laughs> it is true. It is yeah, true. COVID time so is re- like it's really fast. <laughs> It's, I can't keep up. I'm not even trying. I'm tired. I have allergies. <laughs> that has nothing to do with anything. I just said it. I mean, St. Paddy's Day was just this past week, by the way. St. Paddy's Day, P-A-D-D-Y. Right? Yes. Just for P-A-D-D-Y. the party goers. P-A-D-D-Y. Paddy. <laughs> you can't believe how many people message me and like question me. And I'm just like, no, it's Patty. And they're just like, but it doesn't make any sense. And I'm all, well, Google it because I'm not Google. <laughs> I'm just telling you what's true. <laughs> Back in the day when I used to run the Seattle St. Paddy's Day Dash, the 5K, mm-hmm. it was always P-A-D-D-Y. Yep. I, I just I just assumed it was that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But people say Patrick, Patty, and I'm all, no, Patty, Patricia. <laughs> and I'm all, I don't know how to explain it to you, but yeah. <laughs> but you're right. Time goes by so fast because it's like, oh, the day after St. Patrick's Day, I'm going to go and pick up a corned beef on sale. Right. And I, I totally forgot. And the time just passed by. And then I go to the grocery store, corned beef, fifteen ninety nine a pound. Damn it. I missed the, I, I missed the sale. I know. I tried to get one today um, when I when I ordered my groceries. They were out of them. So they gave us tri-tip instead. I'm just like, tri-tip, just give yeah, me a brisket. Come on. Just give me a brisket. Do you not know your cuts of meat? Do you not have butchers there? I know you have butchers there and they're mm. union. <laughs> brisket. <laughs> So tri-tip in my house. Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. We better end the show here before we talk about any butcher hate. Right. Anyway. <laughs> right. Call yourself a butcher. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Stay safe out there. Have a wonderful week. And of course, happy eating Seattle. <laughs> Call yourself a butcher. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast.